there. Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. We back, y'all, and we still in quarantine. Still. (laughs) Still. (laughs) <laughs> okay we are going on eight weeks i think most of the country is at at the least six weeks and at the most you know eight weeks that we have been at this right because i i definitely remember like it was like saint patty's weekend when it all started really like going down yeah yeah and all I got to say to that in my Martin voice is, damn, Gina. Yeah. So probably the last time that we did our podcast where we did the podcast party with our girlfriends, um, things were crazy, but I don't think they were this crazy. And so here over the last six weeks, we have seen the death toll, unfortunately, rise there has just been a whole lot happening at the government level. Um, <laughs> there has been a lot of good information, but a lot of misinformation being spread. Um, and we are starting to kind of come out of it as states are reopening. So we want to talk about that. And finally, I feel like too, some kind of non-coronavirus news is starting to, you know, bubble to the back to main conversation. Cause yeah, I mean, I feel like every day, when did we not hear a coronavirus story? Like for the last six weeks to the point where I just stopped watching the news altogether at a certain point. Just let me read the highlights in a a news article or something. Right. I'm like, ain't nothing else, nothing going on, but this is the state of being in a pandemic. So um, that has been life. So, oh, where shall we get started, Renee? Do we want to start with some good stuff or the not so good stuff? Let's start with the good stuff. Yes. Okay. So we can go on my favorite topic. So a bright spot that came has come out in the last couple of weeks. And I will speak on this as a proud member of the Beehive. <laughs> is the Queen has partnered up with another Houston Queen? Beyonce jumped on the Meg the Stallion Savage remix. Hey, hey, classy, bougie, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I don't think I listened to it through. It was like maybe like the next day, like I saw everybody like posting about it. And little like clips, but just going throughout my day, never listened. And then like the next morning, I finally pulled it up. And I was literally on the couch like, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, this is bringing me all up out of my quarantine funk. That is funny. Texas royalty. I, I was very excited about it when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see the dances that everybody's going to be doing. That I'll never remix. learn. Yes, like <laughs> let's get going. And then um, what would really excite me is, this has not happened yet, so I'm going to try and speak this into existence. Come on. Is if Beyonce did the Savage Remix yes. dance. Yes, yes. Then I already know Meg has done hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they put them side by side and do them at the same time, yeah. like on video, oh my God, that would give me all the quarantine life that I need. Listen, Texas is opening back up. Beyonce and Meg need to both get tested, share those negative <laughs> COVID results, and they need to get down to somebody's studio. And no, I want the live version of both of them killing that little dance challenge. You are right. Like, we need a video, sis. Like, I'm loving the song. On my run the other day, I listened to it four times back to back. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I mean, so so let's talk about the. So you talked about the dances, right? So they're mm-hmm. what is this? They've got all these dance challenges. I don't know how to do any of them, but I should learn. Girl, me either. So there was already a savage dance challenge, and now Beyonce hopped on the remix, and there's a new savage remix dance challenge. And you're right. I saw Meg and her girls doing it yesterday in their draws. I'm like, Meg. Mm-hmm. She stay having that ass out. <laughs> well, I mean, when you got it, flaunt it. She got it. Um, and so, yeah, now we need to get Beyonce dancing. But she's somewhere quarantined. And um, but the lyrics, like everybody is talking about the one liners. You know, there's a line in there where Beyonce says, Mama was a savage, got that ish from Tina. And everybody was like, hey, hey, hey. And Tina was like, you know, yeah, she got it from you. Who else you think she going to get it from? Okay. So then, I'm ratchet, right? So (laughs) my sister posted a picture of us the other day, like a throwback picture of me and all my siblings. And uh, my cousin commented, Texas up in this thing, gang, 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 gang. Because that's another lyric. Right. <laughs> so I replied back, our mama was a savage, got that ish from Nina. Because my mother's name is Nina. So I'm out here putting savage remix <laughs> lyrics in reference to my good Christian mother. <laughs> but it rhymes. So, yeah. Anytime Beyonce come out with something, everybody is finding their way to quote it. Right, exactly. There's another line, and, and I, thought, and then thought pieces behind it. Oh yes, the other line I like for the thick Texas girls is uh, she says, "If you don't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain." Right, <laughs> and I'm like, because both her and Meg are stacked. Okay. And Texas girl, I got a little booty on me. Not a little, I got big booty on me. So that is something that Texas and any women from the South are known to have. So I was like, yes, girl, you got to jump to get them suckers up over that booty. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you got to jump to get them up over the thighs and nips. All of that. It's not always the booty because my booty ain't that big, but them hips them hips. and them thighs, I got to jump on in them jeans. Exactly. Exactly. And both her and Meg are stacked from thighs, hips to booty. So, yes, all the classy, bougie ratchet that we needed <laughs> was in the remix. So, all of it. You're right, girl. We need to speak that into existence right now that by the end of the month, as we head into another hot girl summer, that they go bless us with a savage video. Or like you said, even if it's just a side-by-side, Beyonce, go on and download that TikTok and give the people what they want. I'll take I'll take a quarantine video. It doesn't have to be a live, you know, in-person video. Right. I just want them to both be doing it um, at the same time in the same video where I can see them both at once and get my whole entire life. I'll take a Blue Ivy cameo, too. You know, <laughs> we can pop Blue Ivy in there. Little kitty version. Hey, queen. Throw the twins in there while you at it. <laughs> they can't even walk, can they? Oh, they should be walking by now. They over one. Right, right. <laughs> Put the whole Carter family on the TikTok to the Savage Remix. Thank you, Beyonce. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of... This is more in good news. You are caught up on Insecure? Uh, I'm the la- I haven't seen the last episode yet, and I'm so mad because I keep oh. forgetting to watch it. Well, and you're right about- on top of it, so I don't know what's wrong with me or why I haven't seen it yet. Well, boo, I can't talk about it. There's a Beyonce reference I was going to say. Oh, well, yeah, no, don't talk about it. But, yay, Insecure is back. So Thank God. Uh, that another thing that we needed i was just like please do not let them push this back and thankfully they had already taped everything so we got to have some insecure um in the middle of quarantine what right. you thinking about the season so far so far i mean i like it i'm not really sure about this um 
whole thing with the friendship of uh, what's her name? I can, can uh, Molly and Issa. Not Molly and Issa. Condola. Dola, yes. Condola and Issa. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really caring about that friendship. I mean, I get how it started, um, and I understand that, but I'm just not here for it necessarily because it's so awkward. And they're trying to play like it's not awkward when it really is awkward. And then Lawrence, he's mm. just trying to, you know, figure out. And he's I think he's going to end up coming to the realization that he's still in love with Issa. Of and course Issa he is. is. Still in love with him. Yeah. So so you're not caught up. So you'll get more insight after the last episode. But the last episode you did watch then, I think that was the Thanksgiving episode. Yes. What do you think about that? I really think that question Condola asked him was so good. And I think it's at the whole like foundation of their relationship. And this whole thing is that had Issa not cheated, Lawrence would have still been with her. So Condola basically for all y'all, oops, we've got to say spoiler alert, but anyway, um, for all of y'all that are, are, aren't as caught up, you know, Lawrence confronts Condola about is she perhaps still not over her ex-husband because she is divorced and apparently the ex-husband left her and it appeared that, you know, he cheated. And so she kind of fires back at him, which I was like, that's right, sis. Call him on his ish. And she says, well, what about you and Issa? He's like, well, she cheated. That's why we're not together. And she says, well, if she hadn't cheated, would you still be together? Absolutely. And he's like, well, she cheated. She said, I said, if she hadn't cheated, would you? And he couldn't really answer. And so you're right. I mean, I, I think that's the whole thing. He could never get over the cheating, which happens for a lot of people. Definitely for men. Um, and it's obvious that he still loves her and he's just trying to move on. But the thing about it is, and I thought it was, you know, it was important that he brought that up because I think he's so afraid of being cheated on again too, because you notice as Uh soon as the friend brought that up, he was like, so are you still out of your ex? You know, he, he has a fear of that to the point to where, you know, he'll end a relationship even if he still loves the person. And I think he has to just deal with what so many people have to deal with, you know, choosing to love somebody, knowing they made a mistake, but finding reconciliation. He need to watch Lemonade. Speaking of Beyonce. <laughs> that'll help. That'll help. it help Beyonce. She was able to trust him again and get back on track. Well, they- as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they seem fine. <laughs> um, I do like how this season, though, is focusing less on the romantic relationships, though, um, and and more on friendship. So the divide that Molly and Issa are having, which I think has been a long time coming. If you look at every season, every season there has been something. In the first season, it was, you know, around the time when Issa was having that gala. And she was telling Molly how, like, basically you always, like, sabotaging your stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the second season, remember, she kind of got upset with her a little bit about, like, the whole droll situation and, you know, how she was filed for that. Uh-huh. And then last season, she got mad when, you know, she sent Nathan away on her birthday. and was kind of like, it, it's been a little buildup. And now it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, they falling out, out. And so I think it's important because it's like, yeah, we're women. We don't only don't only get insecure and awkward and have difficulty in our relationships. We have it in our friendships as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so interesting that you say that. I, I know that we, you know, didn't talk about this, but I've been reading um, this new book and uh, looking at this new uh, new church. Um, I'm still so city will always be my home church. But uh, I've been looking at this church, uh, Transformation Church, that I was introduced by my, one of my best friends. Oh, my and God. So, 
Yeah, Michael Todd. And so yeah. one of the, pa- the pastor, Michael Todd, is doing a whole series on relationship. relationship oh, he got goals. a new book called Relationship Goals. Yeah, so I ordered the book. I've been reading the book. I have the study um, guide as well, too. And um, it's really an eye-opener about relationships. It's not just about intimate relationships. It's also about friendships. It's also about work relationships as well, too. Mm -hmm. And it's really an eye-opener that when you let God into your life, how your relationships become different. Um, When you let God lead your relationships, that is, how your relationships become different. And so I just thought that that was interesting um, and, and not to bring God into insecure because that's a fictitious show, right. but it just, you know, when we were talking about relationships, it just reminded me of the book relationship goals. And I really uh, have enjoyed that and learning more about my relationships and how I react to things. Mm. Yeah. He's a popular guy. Transformation churches in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I saw him speak. Oh, Probably sometime at the end of 2019, he was a guest preacher at a church here in Dallas. Um, and then I went to a conference and he spoke there too. And he was good. He's very mm-hmm. dynamic. And yeah, you know, yeah. We always, like you say, focus on just relationships with uh, romantic, but it's our friendships. It's our work relationships. And yeah, it is important to have God at the center of all of that. You know, um, I think that's where reconciliation happens. That's where grace happens. That's where. And so if you think about Molly and Issa as an example, like they aren't communicating, you know, and they also aren't extending each other a lot of grace right now. You know, Issa is clearly stressed about this block party. And Molly is holding resentment, one, about her having this new friendship with Condola and two, feeling like she's not like clued in. And then Molly's got her own like struggles of like, you know, trying to become a better person and be a better partner, trying to make this relationship with Andrew really stick, you know, not feeling understood and, you know, and feeling a little judged by Issa, you know. And so they both kind of need to have a come to Jesus <laughs> meeting. Right, right. <laughs> So I don't know, like, I don't know how this season will end. Like, we know that at a certain point, they fall out, fall out because of the, how it opened up. But I wonder, will the season end with them reconciling or will it end with them, like, not friends? And how that will impact season five, because congrats, they got renewed for season five. So I'm so happy. So I really can't yes. wait for this quarantine life to be over with so they can go ahead and start filming. Yes. I'm only saying this for selfish reasons. Same. <laughs> yeah. No, I follow Issa on Instagram and she be like bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Like you can tell she is ready. I'm sure she had projects and everything lined up. Um, you know, she just came off of her movie, The Photograph and her movie Lovebirds um, was supposed to be, a, you know, full a feature film out in theaters and now it's just coming to Netflix and I I can tell she's bummed about that like it's exciting that it's coming to Netflix but you had so much like press and anticipation and it was she was opposite a uh, Indian man so I mean sorry excuse me she was opposite a Pakistani man um and so that was going to have this dynamic of you know this interracial couple on the big screen um so I can tell, like, she's probably bummed about that. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want to start getting geared up about season five. So Corona is impacting the entertainment industry hard. Speaking of, I saw where all the loving hip hops have officially been put on hold because they can't take. So no loving hip hop New York. They can't finish loving hip hop Atlanta and no loving hip hop Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, Princess Love just filed for divorce from Ray J, so I need some cameras to capture this drama. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. COVID-19. I'm going to do this all real quick while it's no filming taking place so y'all won't be all up in my business. Man, I'm like, all the tea. You can't even get it because of COVID-19. So... Yeah, so 
So those are some of the, what other little lighthearted things are going on? Well, you know, during this COVID-19, I think the funny thing for me is, what is it that I feel like has been different for me? I feel like I'm washing clothes, even though I wear the same thing, not the same clothes every day, but I wear like leggings every day, Mm -hmm. t-shirts, sports bras, because I'm working out every day. Because what else is there to do? Exactly. Um, And plus, I want to get healthy as well, too. So I feel like I'm washing clothes a lot more than what I've done before. Like, why is that? What, why, is I, why is it that I have more dirty clothes now and all I'm wearing is the same thing? I don't know because I'm the opposite. I, I washed last week and it felt like the first time I washed in two weeks. And literally, to your point, it was nothing but workout clothes in there. Some towels. Uh-huh. And that was it. I'm not even going to talk about the lack of underwear. but put it like this we ain't going nowhere (laughs) you don't really need it going nowhere (laughs) you don't really need it so I was like huh this is interesting (laughs) heavy on the leggings and t-shirts and yoga pants man so yeah so I feel like now what I am doing a lot more is dishes yeah, I'm cooking. cooking a lot more. I'm wearing a lot more dishes, and I feel like I'm on Amazon a lot more. But what that's because I'm buying like groceries and stuff, and my vitamins. Which I mean, I normally get vitamins from there, but I don't normally get groceries from there. I'm normally in Target or Mariano's or whatever grocery store getting groceries. So I think that it might feel like it's more because now I'm getting groceries delivered versus going into the grocery store. So, so, so we are having different experiences because I still go to the grocery store. Um, I don't get anything delivered actually, just because it seems like it's a lot of chaos with delivery times. And I actually, that's the most thing I get excited about now is going to the grocery store because I get to go outside. <laughs> so I still do in-person grocery shopping. So therefore my spending, my grocery bill has been about the same. Um, every now and then I will do like takeout, just be like, cause it's like, especially if I'm craving something from, oh, I was just craving like some brunch one Sunday. And I was like, I just want like brunch. Like if I was to go out. So I did a pickup um, from one of Del Frisco's grill. And then I came home and made some mimosas. But for the most part, yeah, I'm eating here and I'm cooking. So when I go out to the grocery store, that's my time to break free. And I have my mask and I wear my gloves. So I still do all my grocery shopping um, outside of the house. I don't get anything delivered. I do because it's still cold here. So I'm like, I don't want to go to the grocery store. It's cold. You know, we only have day when it's nice here and it's warm here. I do go out and I'll go to the store or I'll work out on my back porch um, and do like set up a little table out there, bring my computer out there and take calls out there yeah. and stuff like that. But um, if it's warm, I'll go out. But if it's cold, like yesterday it was 40 degrees. I, yes. I ain't trying to go out. The other I day, it was warming today, up. 50 something. It, the weather's so up and, di- up and down here. Yeah. So it hasn't been consistent. So once it's consistent, I'll definitely start going out more. Yeah, I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still going to Target. Oh, so I have to tell you all, I did do a little like line up to be the first in line to get a disinfected and cleaner situation. (laughs) I don't have the toilet tissue problem. I think we talked about that already because I already have enough toilet tissue and paper towels. But I was running low on the Lysol and Clorox situation. And so I was going to Target anyway to pick up something. And I woke up that morning at like 6.30 and couldn't really get back to sleep. And I was like, wait a minute. The people say that if you first in line at the grocery stores and the Targets, that that's when you can get all the stuff that you hoarders are taking. So Uh I said... Shoot, I may as well run down to the Target because they open at 8. 
So I got there about 7.45. There was already a line, a social distance line, I must say, and everybody had on their mask. Um, But I would say there were about like 10 or 12 people already in line. And I got out of my car probably like close to eight. Pretty much by the time I like walked over there and got near the back of the line, it had already started moving. I thought it was about to be like a Black Friday situation where people running and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. But uh, I needed to pick up some other things, too. But I'm like, let me go straight to the cleaning supplies. And that's where everybody else was going. Do you know that when I got over there, well, first I saw all the wipes. I was like, yes, they had plenty out. I grabbed the wipes. Then I was looking for the Lysol disinfectant spray. I'm like, same out, right? I'm like, I don't see it. I'm like, now listen, I'm the first 15 up in here. Like, where is the Lysol? Y'all can't be out already. Do you know they was already out? Because I asked the lady, I said, I saw a black guy with some. He was the first person in line. I saw him walking down the aisle with a purple can of it. So I knew there was some in there. I'm like, did they have it on the end aisle? The lady was like, oh, we only put out a case of it and it's already gone. What? That's because the rest of it is for the employees. Thank you. That's what my sister was saying. She said that the employees are setting stuff aside. So that means you only put out a case. So I'm guessing I don't know what's in a case in a little pallet. Likely only 10 or 12, which would make sense because like I said, I was about the 15th person in line. I don't know if the limit is one or two. But I'm like, okay, I got y'all. So I got to be the first person in line. And I'm going to try to go this weekend because I saw a report where Clorox and Lysol was like, yeah, uh, don't expect nothing new from us until the summer. Oh, damn, Gina. Yeah. I I started going to the suburbs because the city is always out of everything. So I don't want to be messing around with the city. So I drive to the suburbs now to go get all of my stuff. Because I know that they're going to have more stock than the city is going to have more stock. Well, I don't know. Why is that? It's more families living in the suburbs. It's more families living in the suburbs, but they put more stock out and their stores are bigger. Oh, the st- okay. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So it, they have more stock. You know what? I went to a city Target, too. This is a Target that was in Uptown Dallas. I mean, it's a Target, but you're right. I want to try the Super Target next time. Mm-hmm. That's a little more in the neighborhood because you're right, because they're bigger, they likely have more. Yeah. So I scored my wipes and then I scored, um, you know, liquid like disinfectant plus bleach. But I like the Lysol, you know, just spray door handles and stuff like that. But, yeah, they put out a report just because of like supply chain and everything that they expect shortages. Um because it was never that it was a shortage on any of those things. It was just that as soon as they were coming to the stores, people were snatching them. Now they're saying that they just aren't going to be shipping them out as much until probably like late summer. Which is crazy. It is. So that was my quarantine <laughs> like store run story, you know, because I've been like hearing about that. So it does work. So if you, they, I saw people running to the cleaning out and I saw people running over to the toilet tissue <laughs> and, um, food too. So yes, there's a shortage of, uh, beef because, and Wendy's pork. has run out of beef because there's some, um, meat packing places and distribution places that COVID has hit pretty hard. Yep. They've had to shut down. Um, so yes, that has definitely happened. Yeah, so basically now they are limiting any meat. So it's not just beef. Like basically even if you want to buy chicken or whatever because they know people are just going to get one or the other one. If um, So to kind of control it, stores are starting to limit um, only one or two items. But that, that before all of that came out, um, I noticed that when I went down the aisles like for food and to get chicken and stuff, there were more that I had been experiencing when I would like go at like odd times. So go in the morning to get whatever food you need, whatever cleaning products you need and whatever toilet tissue you need. 
So, you know, you know, the meat packing and all of that stuff is, is starting to slow down, but Mm -hmm. the country is starting to open up a little bit more uh, within the U S and other countries as well, too. So it's interesting to see how those are happening and what's happening with that. Um, I know that with Chicago, within Illinois, we're doing a phase and we're in, I think it's like a five phase of how they're reopening mm-hmm. right now we're in the second phase of where we have to wear masks when we go out and, and we have to distance ourselves six feet. And, um, there are only things that are still op- people that can go back to work are still essential workers, but non-essential are not allowed until phase three. What does that look like for you guys? Oh baby, Texas is open up in this thing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> We like, hey, y'all. Um, I mean, I think we were second right behind Georgia to announce oh, plans. You know, Georgia announced plans. And then Texas came in next. And we are actually getting ready to enter phase three. So phase two started for us yesterday, which included barbershops, salons, um, and tanning places, and um, non-essential offices uh, at um, like 25% capacity. The week before that, they opened retail. So the freaking mall is open now. Oh, yeah. No, that's not even going on here. We not open until oh, the end of the month. The freaking mall is open, you know. And again, like you said, everything is at a specific capacity, and, you know, different shop owners have different rules. So mask was only mandated in Dallas County for a short while. But as a state, it was suggested. So it's not necessarily required, but individual business owners are uh, requiring it for their stores. And you still have to socially distance, maintain six feet, even within the mall. Like I ain't going up in there. But um they have to, they have like little markers, like of, you know, six feet or whatever. Um, so kind of like the grocery stores have. And then uh, restaurants opened back up. You know, it's Texas, so weather is nicer. So it was basically like patios. And uh. they do offer dining though, but same thing. You had to socially distance. And so most people... We're only doing reservations. And if they did reservations, it was only for a certain amount to help them flow. But yeah, I've drove it. I have yet to go to a restaurant. Um, only time I go to a restaurant is to do takeout. I still do that. I have yet to do it. But yesterday I picked up from uh, a burger place that I really like. And there were people out on the patios being served. Um, one lady was sitting by herself. There were a couple couples, there were families. Um, everybody was outside. So some people are starting to do it. Um, and next is, um, oh, churches could open here. So last week, one of, uh, there's a mega church here in Dallas called Fellowship Church. They have several different campuses. But they just opened like their one main campus. And the way they did it was they handed out face masks to everyone. So even if you didn't come in with one, they had them for you. Um, You kind of like had to seat yourself. But like they had it making sure that like if we came in together and like if we choose to say we were quarantined together, we feel each other safe. You could sit together, but we couldn't sit next to anyone else. And they had like every other row open. Um, But they did it at 25% capacity. Now, this was weird. And I heard another church is starting to do this. They made people make reservations. And so if you wanted to attend church, you actually had to like register, get a ticket. And then they verified that when you came in. So that was the way that they like could control to make sure they didn't have more people show up and be okay. congregating. I was just like, wow. So I guess it's like reservations at a restaurant, but <laughs> for church. I mean, what you have to at this point, and yeah. they're going to take temperatures too, is what I'm wondering. Is that something that's they did not take the temp- They did not take temperatures. That is another thing as far as our order goes that is apparently only mandatory for like essential businesses. 
So I think like the grocery stores and things like that have to do it. Um, businesses can choose. You know, I'll, I work from home anyway. This is not new to me. But my friends that work at corporate offices, uh, one friend says she was alerted this week that her company is opening back offices May 18th. Um, but they uh-huh. are only going to have about 50% and they haven't yet determined like what departments um, and what protocols around like temperature checks. Another one said their office is opening in June. But yeah, I mean, so that's in like phase three. So I think that's going to be next week. But Texas is open. Our stay at home order is officially lifted. So parks are open. Uh, golf courses are back open. And there are restrictions. We do have golf courses open. Yeah. Golf courses, tennis courts. Dallas has still chose not to open um, public pools yet and libraries, but they said they plan to. Um, but you don't have to stay at home. You don't have to wear a mask. Sis is wearing her mask and taking her disposable gloves with her at all trips. <laughs> this morning I went to the car wash. I did the little drive-through thing and then they wipe you down. But I did use the vacuums. They had had the vacuums closed up all during quarantine, but they had them open. But I did like they had every other stall open. So you couldn't be that close to anybody. Put on my gloves, honey. Pulled out that vacuum, vacuumed my car, took my gloves off, dumped them right in the trash. Right. <laughs> But I have yet, yeah, I still have not gone into a retail store or into a restaurant, but they are open here. Well, there are some, like the Silver Room, which you're familiar with, they have curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. Um, Ulta, I know, I read, they have curbside pickup. I saw that, yeah. Mm -hmm. DSW has curbside pickup. Um, So some stores are doing curbside pickup at this point. Uh, and working through those. What are people? I guess it's interesting. That's the one thing that I have not done all through quarantine. I have not purchased any form of clothing or beauty product or anything, actually. Um, and I have like a Macy's gift card that's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and I know people are like, oh, I'm buying all this stuff. And I'm like, what y'all buying? Because like, until I know when I can go somewhere, and I can truly start back hanging out and kicking it. I don't need to buy anything new. I have bought leggings because I needed leggings because mm. I needed for because all my old leggings were wearing out. Okay. So it's time for me to throw those away. So, so need I need a new, new leggings. So I have purchased that and I've purchased sports bras because I needed those too as I am training for my marathon. So I was like, okay. if it's on sale, I'm gonna definitely buy it. So I'm only buying clothes that I need, but I did buy some shoes. Because I was like, it's sandal season, and my sandals are all old. I've had them for two years now, like my little flats. So I'm giving away all my flats that I'm not going to be wearing and, and bringing in new flats. Mm. And then I ordered makeup because I do wear – I still wear makeup um, because – I mean, I um, wear it. I just don't need anything new. Oh, I needed all new stuff. It was time. I, like, I needed new powder. I needed a new cleanser. I needed a new – beauty blender um thing i needed what else did i need some new mascara so it was time for me to replace all those things the moisturizer got it so i'm only buying what i need yeah now i'll i will take that back on the skincare i did um but it's been more like uh bath and body care so mm-hmm. like I need it like i uh use like all natural um soaps and so the small businesses that I purchased that from. I ordered more of those. I needed more vitamins from the other like small business I get my vitamins from. I ordered that shea butter, you know, like it's been stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I did stop by the beauty supply since I've been having to do my own hair um, because I needed some more weave <laughs> to do my uh, braided bun that I've been wearing. But, <laughs> but I didn't need new product or anything. Like the only thing, like I have had some deliveries, but I'm exercising more. So I bought a resistance band. I bought a new yoga mat. Um, I bought some more weights. So I had those deliveries come. 
I bought a new uh, laptop desk. So like for when you're sitting on the couch or in bed, I bought like a little desk. Um, oh, you got to send me that link so I can see what you got. Yes, it's a good one. And it came recommended uh, from someone else and I will send it to you. Um, I bought that. And then what other cooking stuff? I ordered one of our friends does Pamper Chef. So I ordered some like cooking thing supplies and stuff for the kitchen from pamper chef so everything i have purchased has been to accommodate my quarantine lifestyle yes i would say that <laughs> yeah i bought a whole treadmill because i See? need to train for marathon and i couldn't go to the gym and i'm not an outside runner necessarily mm-hmm. especially by myself um so if i'm gonna do outside running it needs to be with a group and because you can't run with the group you got to do it um, on your own. So that means treadmill. So I got a whole treadmill, put it together on my own and made that happen. And I've been, and I got to tell you, it has been worth it as well too. Yeah. I, um, I do think about that, like, um, equipment, like I said, I have been, you mentioned like, uh, work going out on your back porch, so I have a garage. So what I've been doing is just pulling my car out the garage or either like pulling it halfway out and working out in the back of my garage. So I cleaned out my garage. I sweeped it and I have a yoga mat that I keep down there. So I don't you know, bring it back up in the house and my weights and stuff. And it's like being able to get some fresh air. And then I live on the top floor and I don't want like to Bar, you know, I know it's kind of annoying if I'm up in here stepping. Oh, I bought a, 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 a exercise step, so Mm-mm. I'm up in here jumping up and down, doing jumping jacks, jumping on a step, you know. So to be respectful to my neighbors, and it's also a good way to get some fresh air. So like, I work out in my garage, you know, um, and that's like my little home gym situation. But I thought about. If I got a treadmill and maybe if it's like a fold up one or something easily, I could get a treadmill up in here. But I finally, I started out like you as just a treadmill runner and you'll, you'll eventually become an outside runner. Cause it took me a while. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been, I found a really nice park. Um, that, uh, cause before I used to run on a trail by the river, but like you said, there's not a lot of people around. And I don't want to do that by myself. So this park is like right off a of main street and around going around twice is like right around like a little under two and a half miles. And so mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that to, to get back out running. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe I don't need the treadmill. Uh, I can run outside now. <laughs> yeah. Not here because you know, it still gets, I could do that in the summer, but right. in the winter that ain't happening. Exactly. So yeah, this treadmill is getting put. I'm using my money's worth with this treadmill for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what else? So yeah. So that's how it is here. I mean, we're starting to reopen. School is closed through the academic school year. Um. But we'll see. You know. Uh, I know Illinois was hit a lot harder um, than Texas was um, and has impact impacted a lot of people differently um, here in Texas. The trend that I'm seeing, it, it is a lot of elderly people. I think about like 60% of the cases in Texas are associated with people 65 or older uh-huh. 40% of the cases and deaths in Dallas are associated with people who are already in long-term care facilities, you know? Um, and so it is, you know, community spread, but it seems to be more of a spread in, um, in, you know, these facilities Um, but our hospitals are not overwhelmed, you know, and things like that. So there's 29 million people in Texas and there have been right under a thousand deaths. Um, and, but Texas was also behind in testing, you know, Uh um, they are releasing some race data, um, not for the whole state, but I think for Dallas, 
Um, but I know, and I mean, you're in Chicago, but I know in Chicago, I saw a report where 70% of the COVID patients were African-American. And yep. it was just like, really? Yeah, it's been crazy um, where most of the, most of the, the biggest effects have happened within the black and brown communities where yeah. um, the Hispanics have suffered the most. Um, and that has been because of lack of um, information, lack of testing. It's been um, just well, lack of, of health as well, too. So, pre-existing, yes, conditions. pre-existing conditions. Yep, absolutely. So all of those things have really uh, been a, been part of what's have happened within the uh, Chicago area. And within Illinois as well, too, but mostly within Chicago. Yeah. So you're right. I think those numbers came out of Chicago first. Some numbers came out of Louisiana. And so then that became part of the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. This is actually, and I don't, it's weird because I don't know what I knew about it, but I felt like when I was seeing stories, at least in the media, I wasn't seeing that many of black people. So it wasn't that I just thought, oh, it's a white people's disease, but we do have to account for all the misinformation that came out. I remember early on, there were people saying black people don't get it. And, you know, and then when you really hear the numbers, it's like, whoa. And then you think about the media and how we are just never represented in the right way. If there are this many black and brown people dying, why aren't our stories on front of CNN? Why aren't Uh, our stories? So I know I had to start going to black media news sites to get more insight and to get more information. So I really like Roland Martin, who used to be a CNN commentator, um, but he does his own show still um, on YouTube. And he uh, has some of the best black experts in all industries and in all facets that come on. And I've gotten a lot of information from them. And to your point, it is, it's unfortunate that there's a lot of factors that are in play. Yes. Pre-existing conditions. I think we all know hypertension, diabetes are unfortunately popular in our communities. And so you already have something like that. And then you get a COVID virus, which further, you know, puts um, stress on your respiratory system and your body. And if you are overweight, you know, this virus further puts stress on your body that you already are. Um, But like you said, there's also the economic factor and the lack of testing, I don't know about there, but I know here in Texas, there are only two like free testing sites. And I'm like, you got over 6 million people in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and you have two community testing sites and they're far. So what about yeah. black and brown people who don't own a vehicle, who can't afford to get on the long bus ride over there, who can't take an Uber? How are they to get tested? And if they don't know they have it, what keeps them from spreading it? Another thing is, you know, black and brown families, a lot of them tend to live, a lot of people in a house or they are in, you know, multi um, residences, you know, where there are a lot of people interacting with these people. So it's easy for them to spread it because of the way they live. Uh-huh. And, are, you know, if they don't have access to a doctor, let alone a COVID test, And so it just started to feel like not only are black and brown people getting it, but we are also more likely to die from it because of these disparities. Yep. And I feel like the government is starting to do something now, but I feel like they were late to the party with that. Like you should have already made COVID testing available in some of those local clinics in some of those areas where you knew there would be hard hit where you knew that, you know, people would not have access, you know, churches love having folks. Why aren't churches pulling up, having health fairs and setting up tents to do drive through testing? Now I will say in Atlanta, 
uh, New Birth Church, I know they did that. They set up like a tent and allowed people. You didn't even have to have symptoms. They allowed, they purchased. But see, that's the thing. They had to purchase private tests, not anything that was given from the government. They had to purchase their own test and have the cost offset somehow through donations and things like that in order to do this testing in the black community. I mean, and that's another thing is that black folks, you know, a lot of black and brown people are, have lost their jobs or have been unemployed before and Mm -hmm. they can't afford the testing. So even if they do go to another location, they're able to afford to get there. They can't afford to pay for the test itself. Yeah. Uh, And I know that with one guy, I remember hearing in the news that he was told this test was going to be free. And here he is getting a $500 bill in the mail two, three weeks later. He's like, I can't afford that. I have been laid off. Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do now? And so now it's being investigated. Yeah. Or some you had to pay up front. So I will share. I was exposed to somebody who tested positive. And so at a certain point, I was concerned about my status. So I went and got tested. I went to a private facility. It was $85 up front. To your point, I have the means for that. I got a flexible spending account that I just, you know, use that card for. Praise God for a flexible spending account. Yes, I use that for it. And they tested you for the flu and strep. And if those came back negative, and then they would test you for COVID. And um, so they technically make it like they're charging you for the flu and strep, but they are having to offset the cost because if those tests were not given to them by the government, then they are purchasing them. Um, I had the means to do that. The COVID testing site was also 30 miles from my house. So I have a vehicle to be able to drive. I was not eligible for the free community testing because I had no symptoms. All I could say was that I was exposed to somebody that tested positive, but that wasn't enough to you know, count me eligible where uh-huh. I could go to this private facility. And to be honest, because they are motivated by money, they were willing to test me. Thank God my test results were negative, but... That whole scenario, even me having to find that private lab, I was digging through articles. So you're right. People who may not have Wi-Fi or a computer may not even have a phone, let alone a flexible spending account and insurance, (laughs) and let alone a vehicle to drive them to a place, and let alone be uh, willing to pay. I mean, that was 85, but I saw some as high as $150 to get a COVID test. I mean, and what do you do? Do you give a food for the week? Yeah. Or you go and get a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the decisions that are being made. So I do know um, we talked about Beyonce earlier, but I saw this weekend on Instagram, her, her Be Good Foundation um, set up drive-through testing in Houston and in one of the, you know, um, neighborhoods where there's not a lot of access. And they were also uh, given like some care packages, but anybody could come through there and get tested. You didn't have to have symptoms or anything. And it's a shame that celebrities and, uh, you know, private citizens have to organize those kind of things. And that our government has not done more to make that available. Well, our government hasn't done a lot of stuff, so there we go. So, you know, I just, I think that is why, you know, people are like, oh, well, there's new cases. And I'm like, well, there's new cases because there's finally more testing available for people. Uh, right. Walgreens is now doing drive up um, test and you can like self swab Kroger. I saw something on the news today where Kroger has like a little mini health clinic. But you, you question why we are, what do we say? Eight weeks into this thing. And now uh-huh. we're just now getting there. You know, you look and at now co- going back and looking at death certificates that happened back in November. I read yesterday they're looking at death certificates that took place back in November to see if those people actually had symptoms of COVID. Like mm-hmm. they died from because mm-hmm. this is something that has been going around. It's just started to grow and pick up yeah. within the new year. 
Yeah, they believe it's been here. They believe it was here around the same time when we were looking at what it was with China. But again, a China, I look at like a New Zealand, Australia, countries that have been successful in containing it and are now, you know, headed towards safely reopening where we are reopening, but it's clear it has not been contained. And part Uh of that is because they were very South Korea too. I mean, they set up testing like this. Them people in China were building hospitals overnight and there were no restrictions. You didn't have to present symptoms. And, you know, I just don't understand how America continues to struggle with bandwidth and capacity to handle these kind of things. Like, and it, I know what it is. It's because of the government. You know, it's so bureaucratic, bureaucratic and you over here. You have a leader that doesn't take, take this seriously. So. No. Speaking of a leader who doesn't take it seriously, I don't wish COVID-19 on my worst enemy, but he going to fool around and get it. Because right. this week it has come out that both one of his personal valets has tested positive. And Mike Pence's staff reporter, staff, um, sorry, Mike Pence's press secretary has tested positive. She is married to one of the president's advisors. So every time I see Pence and Trump, they I, I have yet to see them in a mask, to be honest. They don't wear masks. I saw I saw Pence in a mask recently, but it was only for a little bit. But then the funny thing was is I don't know if it was uh it was CNN that captured this moment where he was delivering PPE boxes to a hospital and his mic was still on. He didn't realize he was on a hot mic and he was like, "Can I just do, take these empty boxes over there for the camera and put them down?" <sighs> I hate them. That's who's running our country. That's who's running our country. So, you know, Dubai looks really good right about now. Australia. I've heard good things about Ireland. I've always wanted to go back and visit Toronto. I Uh honestly, I don't see myself living here. Like 10 or 15 years from now, I can see myself choosing to live in another country. Uh Um, If I have a child... I don't I don't know how I would raise a black boy in this country. I really don't see it. And I I used to like think about this, but like it never became more clear to me in the in more in the recent weeks that we don't have to live here. We we oh, we right. really Absolutely. don't have to live here and there the fact they even elected this person <laughs> that's in the office, the way we've handled the coronavirus the way that we have to now put out another hashtag, Ahmad Arbery, being gunned down by white racists, that is not a healthy way for us to live, you know? And Black people are just continuing to experience so much trauma. And I know people who are expatriates or that have moved their families into other countries. And it, it definitely is something that I would consider, you know, I know, you know, my boyfriend, if we are continuing to stay together and become life partners, he has talked about living outside of the country. It is something that we both are open to. I have uh-huh. put in my time here for going on 40 years, but I don't know. I love Australia. I loved Melbourne and Sydney. I've been to Sydney twice. I could easily live there. I have a girlfriend who lived in Ireland for a year and she talks about retiring there. Um, I know people that are, you know, I mean, or even one of the islands or something like that, you know, I just, I just don't know how much longer living in America makes a whole lot of sense to me, especially as a black woman, especially Uh as a black woman who wants to eventually raise black children. And that's just real talk. I just don't know if 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 it's going to continue to work for me. Now, that's the thought, is moving somewhere to another country. So as we come to a close, if you had to go to another country, what country would you choose? Where would you live and why? 
what are some things that you see going on within your state um, of how this quarantine life is continuing to move forward? How are your state, how is your state currently opening up? What is going on with you? What is it that you're doing that's different that you weren't doing before Mm -hmm. uh, within this quarantine life? How are you living? And what is actually bringing you some type of joy during quarantine? Let us know. And what are you most looking forward to when all of this is over? Yes. We have to believe it's going to be over. So when it's all over, what are you looking forward to? We want to hear. I'm looking forward to traveling and being on a beach. By now, me and my man should have been in Belize and Cabo. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't happen. What are you looking forward to, Renee? I am looking forward to traveling, too, because I was supposed to be going to Victoria Falls, Africa in July for two weeks. So I was looking forward to that. Um, But I'm also looking forward to rooftops and brunches and being with my friends and and having drinks and toasting in just life in general. Yes. And get my nails done on the regular and my hair. Yes. (laughs) So as always, you know, you can find us on social media at Beauty's Banter and use the hashtag Beauty's Banter if you want to chime in on the conversation. If you like this podcast, you can be sure to go back and listen to some of our other podcasts and leave us a review on iTunes to give us your thoughts. And we'll talk to you all soon. Stay safe. Bye.